Whoa, 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 whoa. Why y'all so happy? Hey, you don't know. Charvette Mitchell is on the radio. It's time to get motivated, excited, and influenced. Why? It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, live from Richmond, Virginia. And now, here to motivate, excite, and influence you, Charvette, Charvette Mitchell. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, broadcasting from the capital city of Richmond, Virginia. But guess what? Heard all across the world wide web. We are super excited to have all of you that are joining us today, those that are coming in from Facebook and coming in from Twitter and listening in from all of our broadcast stations and certainly from Charvette.com. We appreciate you. Um, We're excited because as we always do, and as we always have, we have phenomenal, phenomenal guests lined up for today's show. And so um, we have two segments for you today. In the virtual studio, I'm going to be bringing bringing her up to the mic momentarily. Frances Ayler is joining us. I'm telling you what, she's always wanted to be a writer and following a career in investing where she held the Chartered Financial Analyst CFA designation and analyzed companies to put in mutual funds. She wrote the financial thriller money grab oh my goodness and she's here to tell us all about it listen the book is the first uh, in a series uh, and it's featuring the strong-willed and ambitious Robbie Bradford uh, who's a financial uh, female financial advisor and this book actually won the 2017 Ingram Spark Ignite Rising Star Award so we're excited that uh, Francis is hanging out with us here and then we don't want you to move in our second segment uh, we're going to be bringing up to the mic into the virtual studio Tilda Whitaker uh, and she's joining us. She's mentored and coached thousands to assist and achieve their life purpose. And really her message is to set uh, and compel the attention of those who are seeking to discover their mission uh, in life. She is credentialed by the International Coach Federation, ICF, and she is the founder of P4 Coaching Institute. So those of you that want to be Life coaches, leadership coaches, you are in the right place today, and we're going to get to hear more from uh, Tilda, Tilda, Coach Tilda, we like to call her, Whitaker, later on in the show. So this is what I want you to do. Jump on your social media, on your email. Listen, you got time to get on the phone and say, hey, you need to be listening to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, and you need to be listening in right now. Hello, hello to those that are on the phone lines. We see you. Thank you so much for, for chiming in with us here. So let's go ahead and get ready uh, to jump in to our first segment, um, this amazing book, Money Grab. That's the title, Money Grab. And listen, I put a little snippet, just a little synopsis on my Facebook, and I already had uh, connections and friends and listeners saying, oh, my goodness, that sounds like a, that sounds like a movie. I'm pulled in. I'm, I'm drawn in. Listen, so I just got to give you this snippet, and we're going to be bringing Francis up to the mic. Uh, financial advisor Robbie Bradford has just landed the biggest client of her career, a $20 million contract that fast-tracks her to partnership at her wealth management firm. Then a family tragedy changes everything. While Robbie grieves, her colleague Vivian steals the client and the promotion. When Vivian is killed, Robbie becomes the primary suspect. Can Robbie stop the killer before she becomes 
the next victim of a malicious money grab. Ooh, I know you're on the edge of your seats right now. Coming up to the mic right now, the author of Money Grab, Francis Ayler. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you, Charvette, for inviting me. Wow. So listen, that synopsis right there, it just puts us at the edge of our seats and we're like, oh my goodness. But, uh, you know, I want to back up a little bit and just let our listeners learn a little bit more about you. So um, how did you decide to become a writer, you know, kind of with this finance background that you have? I had always read a lot as a child and always wanted to write a book as a child and in fact my sister and I would set up a little table and chairs out in our backyard when we were kids and sit down there and try to write books they never really Uh amounted to a whole lot but still we were trying and I tried a couple of times when I was an adult to write a book and could never quite get it to hold together so I I was very busy with my family with my career in finance and then After the financial crisis of 2008, my company did some downsizing and my job was being transferred out of town. And I said, that's fine with me. Now's my chance. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write this book that I've always wanted to write. My goodness. And so this topic, how did you decide and choose this particular topic? I knew I wanted to write about a strong-willed, ambitious woman who was struggling with work-life balance and that that's what Mm. Robbie is doing and I knew that I wanted it to be about finance because that was the job that I had had for so many years and I like to travel so I wanted to put some travel information in there and this one has a segment that takes place in the Caribbean and then I've always loved fast-paced mysteries and thrillers so I knew that that was the kind of book that I wanted to write and so I wrote Money Grab. Wow and so you mentioned definitely uh, all the places that you like to travel in your bio and so listeners if you're hanging out on charvet.com you can see that information there but can you just share one of your favorite travel spots you like to go to? I have been to a lot of places. One of my most recent ones I went to was Switzerland. And I did a river cruise and also spent some time in Interlaken. And while we were there, I kept seeing all those people up in the sky above me on their parachutes. And it looked so much fun. And I said, I have got to try that. I have got to try that. And the people we were traveling with said, you go right ahead. Tell us what you think when you're done. So I did. I signed up for it. We drove way up to the top of a mountain. They strapped a parachute on your back, and it was tandem paragliding. So there was somebody connected to me, fortunately. And he points to the side of the mountain and says, start running. And you run, and you run right up the side of the mountain, and the air swoops up in that parachute, and off you go. Off you go. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, that that is awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. All right, and so uh, let's talk about the research process for MoneyGrab. Um, what did you do just to, you know, prepare and, and research this topic? I already knew a lot about investing because that's what I had done as my job. What I didn't know a lot about 
was the crime aspect, the murder aspect. Mm. All I knew was what I'd seen on TV and what I'd read in books. So I signed up for my local Citizens Police Academy, and there are many um, regional places in Virginia and, and I'm sure all over everywhere that offer these Citizen Police Academies. The one I went to, it was for nine weeks. One night a week, three hours a night, so a pretty substantial investment of, of time. But we learned about fingerprinting and blood spatter patterns and investigative techniques. I got to uh, a detective on his Friday night shift. He uh, had to go to a fast food place on a Friday night football, high school football weekend and break up a fight. Um, mm. I got to go out on a shooting range and shoot a gun for the first time. So wow. many of the things that I used in the book are based upon things that I learned while I was in that police academy class. What, so is that open and available really to any citizen? Yes, yes, it, it is, and it's free. All you have to do is, you know, just contact your local police department, and um, it is amazing. We got to do things. You've seen these these things on television where they do the night vision goggles, and they're yeah. out, and everything looks green. We got to do that, too. We got to go out and put on all the night vision equipment, and it definitely does. looks green when you're out there. Uh, we got to see somebody wearing one of those ghillie suits, which is the camouflage suit that makes you look kind of like a shrub or something. And they took uh-huh. us out there, and we were trying really hard to spot this guy, and we couldn't find him anywhere. And there he was right in front of us. So those things really do work. So you definitely have real aspects things not just made up in money grab. You were able to really, really dive into this research so that it's realistic, right? Right. And there's a scene in the book where Robbie is on a bridge with the person that she has finally realized is the murderer. And she has a gun and he has a gun. And I describe how she's standing on that bridge and she's got her feet a little bit apart and her knees are flexed and she's holding that gun in the teacup method which means one palm is supporting the gun and and the other hand is in that palm and she's aiming for this guy robbie learned that technique when she was in the citizens police academy so i definitely was able to use that so that was a lot of fun and i gotta tell you it's a lot harder to shoot a gun than they make it look on TV. I went out to the shooting yeah. range a couple of times, and they have uh-huh. those, um, you know, the, the people-shaped outlines that you're shooting at. And I would be trying yeah. to shoot right for the center, and my bullets would be going off to the right-hand side and the left-hand side and, and everything. I got a few <laughs> right in the middle. 
but it is not as easy as it seems unless you have some experience with this. And my little paper outline was absolutely holding still. So my advice for anybody is if you're ever in a situation where somebody is holding a gun on you, don't stand still. Run Jump up and down, do zigzags, do anything, because it's hard enough to hit hit a stationary topic, and I think it is really, really challenging to hit one that's moving around. That is moving. My goodness. All right. Well, thank you for that that live, real life tip right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and listeners, if you're just tuning in, hey, welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. We're talking to to Francis Ayler, uh, the author of Money Grab. O M G. I'm telling you what, this is this is good right here. Francis, while they're listening, how can they connect with you on um, social media? I am on Facebook. Under Francis Ayler Author, I have my own website, which is www.francisayler.com, and I have um, an email address, fjayler at hastingsbaycapital.com. So um, any of those things, I write a monthly newsletter, and in the monthly newsletter, I talk about investing tips. And I talk about mysteries that I've read that I have enjoyed. And I talk about fun places to travel, as well as give updates on what I'm doing on my writing. And so anyone who is interested in getting that can um, go on my website and just shoot me a message and I will add you to the list. All right, fabulous. And if you're hanging out at Charvette.com listening to the show, we've got those links um, right there for you, right right on the show page. So you're in, you're in a good space. Okay, and so, uh, Francis, let's talk about your writing routine. Did you, did you have to kind of figure out a flow? Uh, did writing just come to you all at once? What was your routine? I have found, even though I have always wanted to write, I have found – that actually writing a novel is so much harder than I thought it would be. It takes Mm. so much more time. I have my routine. My routine is that I try to write three hours every day from 9 to 12. And it's hard for me to sit still all that time. So generally I will do something like set my timer for an hour, and when it dings, I let myself get up and take a five-minute break and run around and then come back and and settle down again. And then in the afternoons I can – you know, do fun things, run errands, and and everything like that. But um, I think I've, I've read once that one of the most important ingredients for an author is butt glue. And what that means is you glue your butt to that chair, and you do not get up until you have either spent the time that you wanted to be there or you have written a certain number of words that you plan to write that are your goal because it is just so easy to get distracted and one of the hardest things is just having the self-discipline to stick with this and get it done. Wow, butt glue. There you go, listeners. If you never heard it, you heard about it. 
right here on the Charvette Mitchell <laughs> radio show. Uh, you heard about it right here. I love that. And so um, shout out because you are in Richmond, and so a lot of times I'm interviewing people that are all over. So hashtag RVA. Um, were there any local organizations or groups that you know helped you with your writing? Absolutely. Um, there are two that were really really instrumental for me. The first is James River Writers. This was organized, oh, maybe 15 years ago by some local writers. Mm -hmm. They have monthly meetings and they have an annual conference every fall. And they talk about both the craft of writing and the business of writing. Because often you think, oh, I've written a book. I've done the hard part. That's all I have to do. No, that is just the beginning. The marketing of your book, the distribution of your book, letting people know it's out there. And that's something that you're so good at, Charvette, because you absolutely have conquered Facebook. I'm so impressed by everything (laughs) that you do. So, um, yeah, so so getting the word out is important. Another group that I – uh, am a member of is Sisters in Crime. This is a national group that has a local chapter, and we meet several times a year with programs that help us in our mystery writing. We've toured the lo- local jail. We've visited FBI offices to learn about wow. things like fingerprinting and blood spatters. We visited the state forensic labs. We've learned how to track a suspect through the woods, and we visited mm. a crematorium which was a brand new experience for me. And then our group also supports each other because we are local writers. So we work together on panel discussions and book signings at libraries and bookstores. Amazing. So shout out to James River Writers. Uh, I was fortunate enough and blessed enough to be one of their master class speakers at their last conference. Um, But Sisters in Crime, this is brand new. I'm I'm hearing about this group. So uh, that Listen, their resources right under our noses, right under our noses, right under our noses. And so did you have any, participate in any critique groups? Uh, so I know a lot of times when, you, when we write, you know, it's it's our baby, you know, the book or whatever is your baby, and, it, and it's like I want people to be receptive, but then mm, I might be a little scared about what people have to say about my writing. Did you leverage or or find importance in using critique groups? Yes, I did. And and this is something, you're right. Your book is your baby. You've worked on it forever. You've read it a thousand times. You think it's perfect. And at first, I started getting um, friends and family to read it. And I've realized friends and family, because they love you and they care about you and they don't want to hurt your feelings, are not very good critiquers. So mm-hmm. don't get your friends and family to read your book. Get strangers to read your book. And I have been in a couple of critique groups, one with some people that I had met through James River Writers. I'm currently in one with Sisters in Crime. We meet um, once a month, the first Saturday of each month, and each of us can submit up to 50 pages of the manuscript that we're working on. And I got to tell you, these folks 
really tear the writing apart. It comes back to you. Words are circles. Things are underlined. There are arrows saying, no, move this here, move this there. We try to focus on the underlying plot and the big story and the characters. And if something just it doesn't make sense. I don't understand why this character would do this, or yeah. I can't visualize this scene that you're describing. Um, then, you know, you, you've got to go back and, and take another whack at it and try to make it come out a little bit better because it always seems clear to you because you've been working on it so long and you wrote it, but you realize that <laughs> right. somebody's reading it. Sometimes it's not always that obvious. So having a critique group of people who, like I said, are, are have some distance from you. Of course, you, you mm-hmm. become friends as you work through the process, but they weren't your best buddies when you started out. That is good. That is good. And, and you know what? You can take it when you know that it's really authentic. It's you know, they have no hidden agendas. It's like here is the raw uh, response, you know, that we have for your for your work. And so uh, because you rather have it done in a critique group than for somebody on Amazon um, to do it, <laughs> you know, That's true. on a review. That's true. And what <laughs> we tell each other on in our critique group, because we are kind of tough on each other, but what we're saying is your writing is already good. What we're trying to do is make it even better. And so that's mm-hmm. the role of a good critique group. All right, there you go. Uh, if you just tuned in and you're popping in, hey there, welcome to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. We're chatting it up here in our author spotlight. You know, we love to spotlight authors, and we're talking about the book Money Grab featuring author Francis Aylor. And I'm telling you what, this is this is good right here. All right, so the topic, so Finance. We know you have a, a background in finance. Um, why is finance so important to you? I have found that a lot of people are kind of scared of finance and scared of investing. And mm-hmm. they think it's too hard and it's too complicated and they don't know where to start. And it's interesting because we are willing to talk for so many really topics with their families, with their children. We'll talk to them about drug abuse or alcohol abuse or safe sex, and yet we hesitate to talk about money. And my feel is investing is not that complicated. There are a lot of people on Wall Street that want you to think it is because they want Mm -hmm. you to pay them big money to manage your, your finances, but it's not really that complicated. So my hope in these novels is to wrap just a little tiny bit of financial information in a fast-paced, fun plot where you're always getting to the end of the chapter and wanting to turn the page to find out what happened next so that while you are being entertained, you can pretty painlessly pick up a couple of tips that you can use in your own investing. Oh, so it's kind of like that um, when your your mom used to make you spaghetti when you were younger and would would sneak in some spinach and sneak in some some mushrooms and you're getting vegetables and you, you almost didn't even know it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and you don't even realize how easy it is. 
because right. you're you're focused on being entertained, and then at the end of the book, you're going, "Hey, I learned a little something too." Yeah. All right. All right. So money grab, you all, I know you're ready to grab. You're ready to go grab money grab. Uh, Francis, tell them how they can purchase a copy. The paperback can be ordered from any bookstore. It can also be ordered from Amazon. It is in stock at the Fountain Bookstore down in Shaco Bottom in downtown Richmond. The ebook is available on the Kindle. All right. So there you have it. A couple different options for you to pick up money, grab. Um, so what are you working on now? What's what's next for you? I'm working on the second book of the series. I'm still bringing in Robbie Bradford as my main character, and a couple of the characters from Money Grab will appear in this second novel. But in this one, she is working with a family, a husband and wife in their 60s who have three adult children, and the adult children are used to being um, supplemented and supported by mom and dad, and mom and dad suddenly decide, we want to use this money for something else. You guys need to be on your own. And, of course, they are very upset and very concerned about all this, and Robbie is brought in to try to help them figure out how to manage their money. And, of course, there are some murders along the way and some dangerous (laughs) situations, and Robbie finds herself at risk. And so, again, I want to make it very fast-paced, very fun, very enjoyable, and something where you always wonder what happens next. Oh, always wondering what happens next. Uh, well, I am telling you what, um, it was, has been so great to feature you here uh, on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. I know that in uh, Money Grab, it takes place in a in a place called uh, Hastings, um, and it sounds similar to Richmond. Was there any particular reason why you didn't um, just use Richmond as, as kind of the set in the scene? If you write about a real city and people know – the names of the streets and the names of the businesses and the names of the churches and the restaurants and so on like that. If you try to move things around, readers get upset (laughs) because they'll say, no, that's not where that drugstore is or that's not where that restaurant is. So I I made up a city, Hastings, a southern city. It's very much like Richmond. But then I could kind of put everything – wherever I wanted it to go. And and I didn't have to worry about upsetting readers about that. But there are a lot of things when you read the book, I think you will recognize some very familiar places um, mm-hmm. in area. And I also am putting together um, a little handbook that I call Secret of Hastings, a companion to Money Grab that will have the quote from the book that talks about a certain bridge or a certain restaurant, and then I'll have the, a picture of the actual site in Richmond that inspired that. And also oh, the great. cover of the book, um, it, it, the cover of the book is a downtown office building. This was taken uh, of the Richmond Financial District at Christmas when all of the buildings were outlined in white light and it was taken from Kadawa Plaza. 
So those of you who are Richmond folks, go down to Canaba Plaza, look back toward the financial district, and I think you'll be able to find the building where Robbie Bradford works. Oh, look at that. You have a scavenger hunt, listeners. You have a scavenger hunt. All right. This is awesome. Uh, And so as we wrap up one more time, let listeners know how they can pick up a copy of Money Grab and continue to connect with you. Oh, okay. Well, copies of Money Grab, it, it's available in paperback and ebook. The paperback is in stock at Fountain Bookstore down in Shaco Bottom. It can also be ordered from any bookstore. So if you go into Barnes & Noble or your local independent store or any place and say, hey, can you order me a copy of that book, Money Grab by Frances Ayler, they can order it for you and have it for you in a few days. The ebook is available through Amazon. Just go onto Amazon. You can load it up on your Kindle and start reading immediately. And then to get in touch with me, my website is www.francisaylor.com. My Facebook page is Francis Ayler Author. And my email address, fjaylor at hastingsbaycapital.com. All right. So I look there forward to hearing from folks, and um, I would really love to uh, to be able to share my monthly newsletter with a lot of you. So um, if that's something that you would uh, would like to hear about, tips about investing, tips about travel, tips about mysteries, then shoot me an email, and I will be happy to sign you up. All right. Fabulous offer. And thank you so much, Francis, for stopping by the show. Well, thank you so much, Charvette, for inviting me. Um, just to, to tell all these folks, you and I met recently, and I have been yes. so impressed by your energy and your enthusiasm and <laughs> your ability to get things done. So I cannot say enough good things about you. Oh, thank you so much, Francis. I really appreciate that. And I'm just going to continue to look for bigger and better things coming from you and all of your work, and we'll just stay connected as well. All right. Thank thank you you. so much. You're welcome. All right, listeners, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then after the break, listen, don't move. We're going to be bringing up to the mic Coach Tilda Whitaker. She's hanging out in the virtual green room. Don't you move. We're going to be right back after this break. It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Charvette will be back after this. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that. Oh, come on. (laughs) This is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Does your church or ministry have a website? Are you a local artist or author that has an established web presence? If you answer no to any of these questions, you're letting countless opportunities pass you by. Hi, I'm Charvette Mitchell. Mitchell Productions was created with your needs in mind. We will provide you with stylish and economical online marketing solutions. From email marketing to your own website, Mitchell Productions caters to ministries, nonprofits, small businesses, and special events. 
Check out our portfolio at Mitchell-Productions.com. In today's world, a website is not a luxury, it's a necessity. And Mitchell Productions can create your website in a stylish manner at a very economical price. Don't let business, customers, or new congregation members pass you by. Visit Mitchell Productions today at www.Mitchell-Productions.com. Let us showcase your organization to the world. She's here to motivate, excite, and influence you. She's Charvette Mitchell. Charvette Mitchell. It's the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show with in-depth interviews from today's leading authors, gospel artists, stars that you want to know about. And now, Charvette Mitchell. All right, welcome back again. Awesome, awesome first segment. And listen, we're rolling right on in to our second segment. I'm really excited uh, to be bringing up a young lady that I met just a, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we connected, and she's doing uh, big things in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Uh, we have Coach Tilda Whitaker that I am bringing up um, to the mic. Coach Tilda uh, has mentored and coached thousands to assist uh, them to achieve their life purpose. She is definitely someone to connect with if you are in the life coaching space, want to be a life coach, leadership coach. She's credentialed by the International Coach Federation, ICF, um, as a professional certified coach. She is the founder of P4 Coaching Institute. She is an award-winning, best-selling international author. Yes, yes, yes. She has authored Essence of God's Joy. Joy is a gift. A Reason to Be, Volumes 1 and 2, and she's a contributing and co-author in Soul, Source, and Unleash Your Shiro. And she's here to talk to us today. Uh, She's also a conference host, CoachCon18, coming up October 6th in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. You're going to get to hear all about it. Coming up to the mic right now, live on the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, hello, Coach Tilda Whitaker. Hello, hello. <laughs> How are you? How are you doing? I am great. I'm excited. You know, I'm just giggly, <laughs> all in the same package. But <laughs> I just thank you so much for having me on today. I've been looking forward to this all day. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you and to share you with our audience. And so I'd love to kind of just go back in time a little bit and what what led you okay. into this into this space of of, you know, being a a coach yourself and into this life coaching space. Where what led you here? Um that is a common question that I get. It is a story that I can only drop you a few nuggets right now. It would take us all day, all night. <laughs> days to really <laughs> to really get my story but let me see I'm going to give you snippets um okay along my journey along my journey I have been blessed to have a strong support system no matter what season I've ever been in in life if that makes sense I've been mm-hmm. gifted with um powerful mentors and coaches and ministry leaders and and family um i had you know great parents that were there to support of course they you know laid the foundation and unconditional love and i'm still blessed to have both of my parents today 
But I've always, Charvette, no matter what situation I got in, good, bad, the mm-hmm. ugly, uh, I was always gifted with a strong support system. And I felt like, you know, as I got older and more mature in life and really came to a hard crash, um, a really dark time in my life, and was able to survive it, mm-hmm. I looked back and, you know, asked God, you know, what what was all this about, you know? Um, and what I got was basically, I've, I've allowed you to come through this to reach back now to help others and lay a path away so others can, you know, learn how to and be able to equip others so that they can rise to, rise above yeah. whatever the challenge is. So that's that's it in a snippet. You know, there there's more to it, but that that's how it all evolved, is that no matter where I was in life, God gifted me with such strong um, support. And it was a combination yeah. of coaches and mentors and spiritual leaders, ministry leaders and family and, you know, all of the, the robust support that one would mm-hmm. need to survive at a time when I hit my lowest, lowest. You know, I'm not even supposed to be here on this phone, on this conversation with you. Wow. But God. Yeah. But God. But but God. But God. But God. Yeah, and that's and the heart so, of my story. <laughs> the heart of it. <laughs> the heart, the heart of it. For giving us the the nuggets and in the heart heart of it, and uh, you know, you definitely have a you know a, a wide background. Uh, you know, nonprofit yeah. administrator. You know, grant writer and administrator, and just really working with leaders and organizations to bring mm-hmm. forth successful projects. What have you found in working with leaders and, and you know, people in position uh, as far as, you know, them needing either help with leading their people or them needing help with leading their own lives? Um, that also, you know, a, a story to be told that I served for years. You know, where I am now, you know this, that you just don't, mm-hmm get there overnight and I never believe I don't believe that we ever really get there get there that we're always right. working on ourselves and that we should be working on ourselves but uh, a big part of my life was spent serving leaders I call it the the cup bearer uh-huh <laughs> in which in which I I stayed in um a place to learn and to to get, you know, mentorship and to model leaders that were in my life. Um, you know, and there was a time, too, when I was serving 24-7, I would, I would say, God, this is so awesome. You know, thank you, God, for letting me just be at this table with the kings and the queens, you know. And it was such an awesome experience to serve leaders. And I knew that it was it was a rich it was it was a rich moment in time for me, and I knew that God was sending me into leadership, and He wanted me to see and receive and be imparted into. So what I have gathered um, from your question is that mm-hmm. we as leaders, when we come into leadership, and God places 
such heavy responsibilities on our shoulders and we have to bear the brunt and and lead people to the place that they need to be to be successful um, is that we have to humble ourselves. We have yes. to be in a place of submission. We have to be a place in a place to serve and not be gruntled, not, you know, don't complain. And when we grow into that, uh, that's the maturity where I believe God moves us on and esteems us as well. He esteems the humble. And a lot of people don't get that. They feel like, you know, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. And I'm like, don't complain because one day you'll be sitting in that chair telling other people what to do or leading other people in whatever place God has you. So I've learned that it's a humbling position. And you never, ever, you never, ever leave that. You never leave that. Right. Whether you're on the side of the table that's serving as a cupbearer or you're on the side where you sit on the throne as a leader, that we should remain wow. humble and submissive. Stay humble. Stay, Stay humble. humble. Stay humble. That's a good theme. And so yeah. for those that are uh, perhaps that are listening who are um, leaders or they are already in a coaching arena, how do you define life coaching? What is life coaching to you? For me, life coaching, I have a very simple definition, and that is moving someone from point A to point B. And that distance between point A to point B can be a half an inch. It can be a fraction of an inch. It can be Mm -hmm. one step. (laughs) Rome wasn't (laughs) built in a day. (laughs) Right. Rome wasn't built in a day, and God himself rested, you know, on that seventh day. Right. So nothing gets done, you know, with the snap of a finger or, you know, I do believe in suddenlies. I believe in miracles. But we as humans, we have to be processed. We have to be processed. And life coaching is all about moving somebody forward from that point A, starting point, to that B. And, you know, and cheer them on as they become stronger with every step to point Z, the vision that God has given them. We are just there to embrace them for who God has created them to be. I take them all to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, where God says, I know the plans that I have for you, and the plans I have for you are not to harm you, but to prosper you and bring you to an expected end, a hope and a future, and to just let them know that you already have inside of you everything that you need to get it done. Everything. 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 The I'm coaches. Just coach. yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm just here to I cheer love you it. on. I'm here to support you. I'm just here to encourage you, to embrace you, and to respect who God has created you to be. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. If you just tuned in, listen, you're in the right place. You're checking out the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show, and we're chatting it up here with Coach Tilda Whitaker. Uh, listen, host of Coach Con 18. Uh, so, Definitely all of the things that you've been talking about really feed into kind of the why and the background of of you putting on a specific conference that's for coaches. So tell us a little bit about um, CoachCon 18. 
All right. KushCon 18 um, was launched last year in 2017. Um, it was birthed from a vision, uh, I believe, in where we need to have a platform, a place, a place of refuge for the coaches to come together and, you know, re- reset, recharge, mm-hmm. re- refresh, you know, reignite all of the, you know, just to come and be poured back into. We, they empty out all year, all year long. Um from October to October, and this is a setting where we want to pour back into them, and we don't call it a conference; we call it a conversation. Mm-hmm. A conversation. A we want a dialogue. Yeah, the coach's conversation. We want to dialogue. You know, we want to talk. We want to have real talk. We want to have open space for them to come in and have conversation about some things that are challenging in the coaching arena, the coaching world. And I realize everybody will not be be a trained coach. The platform is not just for credentialed or certified life coaches. It's for those potentially thinking about becoming trained, those that have been coaching for years that have never been to a formal training. It's for coaches that are newly trained and also for established uh, in, in leaders as well, coaches as well. So it's for everybody. We have a, we have just a mix of everybody in the room. All right, a mix it's in the room. Very so hands the on. Who, yeah. What? Where? Uh, all of the good details. Yeah. Oh, juicy stuff. <laughs> we have um, <laughs> the keynote this year is uh, Cheryl Pelote Williamson out of Dallas, Texas. She is who we call a serial entrepreneur. This lady has laid the ground, I mean, has done some legwork, foundational. She has an awesome story. She's going to be coming in and sharing her experiences as well with the audience, Um, challenge us and just stretch us to the rubber band. Feels like it's going to (laughs) pop. We have um, (laughs) Melody M. Miller who is out of M3 Coaching out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, Her and her marketing team are a very dynamic marketing team. Uh, She's going to come in and challenge us on the wealth of our business and and setting up coaching businesses and what's needed there. She says she's the, the lady that comes in and sharpens the sword for the kings. And then we have Bernice Lohman out of Atlanta, Georgia. She is our social media guru. Anything you wanted to know about social media and were afraid to ask, she's going to come in hands-on, lead us through different activities about social media. Every app feature that you don't understand (laughs) on Facebook, what's this button, afraid to push that button and what it'll do? Uh She gets in, she gets into the, to the mechanics of social media. She has set on several um, forums nationally for Facebook. She's certified Mm -hmm. on quite a few platforms, um, constant contact. She's been, she's just, she's certified, uh, you know, social media apps, uh, guru. So, we had her last year, and she's backed by popular demand. 
uh, all the surveys were, bring her back, bring her back. You know, <laughs> they were just excited about the hands-on. But this this conversation room is going to be very interactive. It's not like your usual conferences. There will be information that you gather, but it's going to be very, very, very interactive and challenging. So put on your comfortable clothes <laughs> and your shoes. <laughs> And come in expecting to, you know, receive um, connections, powerful connections. All right. And how can they register? We can be found on Eventbrite. Uh, search as soon as you start typing in Coach Con, uh, it's going to pop up, Coach Con 18 on Eventbrite.com. We also have our only um, bit.ly. Bit.ly backslash CoachCon18. That's all one word. You can pull it up from there, as well as um, my um, website, P4CInstitute.com. So it's three ways oh, you can right. access your ticket. You've got a lot of ways to access there. And so those that want to come in from out of town, um, mm-hmm. is there an option for that, hotels and all that good stuff? Yeah, this year um, we have the Holiday Inn as one of our sponsors. Yay! They are here in Rocky Mount, and they are right off Highway 64 uh, East, so it's not far from when you enter into the city of Rocky Mount. We have a block of rooms there reserved. They are ready to be our host hotel to give that hospitality here at the conference, at the uh, event. Look, I'm saying conference, at the event. (laughs) Conversation. (laughs) The conversation. The conversation. I love that. And so I definitely want to, you know, call out that you are credentialed with International Coach Federation ICF. Tell tell listeners a little bit about about what that is and, you know, just the, you know, the prestige of that, really. Wow. Well, um, oh man, I mean, I kind of like poke out my chest when I hear that. It it took a lot of work, um, background work, for us to obtain that. It mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years, you know. It's, it had to for me basically to start um, as a coach and to get some more in depth training as a credential coach for me to even be entered into opportunity to receive that. Uh, accreditation from the ICF. Um, It is a very, um, I say, high-esteemed quality of requirements that you put on your training program. The ICF Mm -hmm. uh, has their own set of criteria, procedures, um, recommendations, and all of that. They come in and do an audit with all of your materials, No, you don't need that. You need to put this here in place. And so they were very helpful in um, tweaking the training that I was providing and bring it to a level, a standard, where it could be recognized globally, internationally. And um, P4C sits among, um, you know, a collective of maybe 200-plus um, credentialed uh, certified coaching training programs in the world and that's such an honor um, 
to have acquired it. Um, there's a lot of work to keep it, of course, but there's a certain way that the training has to go. There's certain materials that has to be given to the people that come and receive the training. Um, and P4 Coaching Institute is in the directory, international directory, where people across the world, over among 140 countries, can access and contact us and feel assured that they're getting quality training to become a professional certified coach. We are classified and categorized in a area of uh, spiritual, faith-based, and leadership. So, um, very, very, very proud of that. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And there's only 70 in that category, 70 plus in that category in the world. Only... Only 70-plus in the world, and shout out to you for uh, going through the process and uh, getting that stamp of approval. And so you actually have you. a – you're welcome – an in-person and online um, three-day uh, process where you can certify coaches. Can you talk a little bit about that and just how people can get more information if they're interested? Okay. Um, yes, once a month, every month we have scheduled – unless it's a holiday or another event or something is interfering with the dates. Once a month, we offer a online training and a on-site training. The on-site training is still the most popular because of the interaction, the immediate response that you get on-site. Nothing can beat that. Um, ICF even um, approves and encourages on-site, on-site, on-site. Uh, mm-hmm. The the on-sites are usually held here um, in a training center in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. The online is, you still get me as the instructor, on-site and online. Uh, we do that te- uh, via teleconference links. Um, and all the trainings are three days, whether it's on-site or online. It's a 30-hour training. It's a 30-hour training, but you can go on my website, and the schedule is there. We're getting ready to put up the 2019 schedule as well. Um, all of the dates for online and on-site on the website, p4cinstitute.com. There you can see the training dates, um, the registration process, the fees, information about the courses itself, um, a little uh, sneak peek into the curriculum. All of those things are there on the website in one in one place. And you have one uh, an email link there as well if you have questions. All right, fabulous! I love it. I love it. Uh, so I'm excited that again. Listeners, you have an option. You have uh, a way to just get more under your belt, to get more knowledge, experience, expertise under your belt. Because, uh, Coach Tilda, you and I were talking just not even a few days ago about just the Mm -hmm. differences in the term coach um, and that it is very widely and broadly, you know, used, um, you know, nowadays in in varying arenas. And so uh, I definitely think it's awesome that you have set up Coach Con, which is a conversation among coaches, but then also you yeah. have this credential uh, process. Right, exactly. Do and you, we are the premier coaching coaching event 
on the East Coast. Oh, there all right. Yeah. There you, you won't go. Find another there one. you go. <laughs> you won't find another. And listen, Cheryl from from Texas is going is going to tear it up. She is amazing. Uh, yes. So. <laughs> She's amazing. So shout out to her if she happens to hear this. Um, big shout out to her. Um, so she's definitely and all of the all of the speakers that you that you have. I happen to to have met her uh, briefly uh, at a conference back in the fall, um, and have done some work together. So uh, just shouting wow. shouting her out. Now you have a Facebook page. Um, how can people connect with you on Facebook? You have a Facebook group. All that good stuff. Yeah, I do have a Facebook page, Tilda the Coach's Mentor, and I have a personal page, Tilda Whitaker. Um, and the P4 business page is P4 Coaching Institute, and we have a group for coaches, P4 Christian Coaches and Mentors. So you can find me on four different pages, four different place, places right. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Easy connection points, and I have tagged Coach Tilda uh, a couple of times. So if you're like, hey, I don't know where to go, just go to Charvette.com. Uh, you can exactly. see the blog post there or also Facebook.com slash Charvette. Uh, I have tagged, and everything is right there. And so the last question I have for you, the goal of my show is to motivate, excite, and influence, and we want to know what continues to motivate you. What continues to motivate me is that God has given me the privilege. He has given me um, a space and time in my life for me to be able to walk out the purpose that he birthed in me. And before I was even conceived in my mother's womb, he knew. He already Mm -hmm. knew what this little dot, Tilda, (laughs) would be doing here on earth. But I am so glad that. I was able to to walk and experience and get to a mindset to say, God, here am I. What is the purpose yeah. you have and the plan that you have for me? I don't want to go to my grave not knowing that I didn't deposit the seeds that he birthed me to plant on this earth to help someone else get to their purpose. So I'm a yeah. purpose birther. I I was able to arrive at my purpose in time to help others and push others to their purpose so that they, I call push that success. Up. Yes. Absolutely. And that's a great yeah, motivator. I, <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it just, I have a passion. I mean, my happiest, my happiest moment is to see people walking in their purpose. Like, that big aha moment. Oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And they love mm-hmm. what they're doing. I call that success. That's my definition of success. All right. That is the definition of success. And that's amazing. So we thank you so much for stopping by the show and just uh, having a few minutes uh, to chat with you and just share a little bit about you. Uh, and I'm excited um, just to keep connected with you and uh, see great and big things coming uh, on the East Coast. We're holding it down. I'm in Virginia. You're in North Carolina, so we're holding the East Coast down. Yes, <laughs> yes we are. Yes, we are. Thank you so much for the opportunity right. to share. Oh, thank you. Awesome. All right, listeners, that is going to be uh, a wrap for today's show. We appreciate you for listening in. Uh, as always, connect with us on social media, facebook.com slash Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you also want to connect on Charvette. 
Charvette.com, which is our main website. You can get to everything else from there and hear uh, any part of the show that you missed. Share it with a friend. We're going to see you guys next week. Live from Richmond, Virginia, you've been listening to the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show. Charvette Mitchell every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Interviewing all the stars you want to hear from. So until next week, stay motivated, excited, and influenced. This is the Charvette Mitchell Radio Show.